Today, my administration has issued renewed warnings that, based on evolving intelligence, Russia may be planning a cyber attack against us. As I said, the magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential, and it's coming. Yeah, the White House warned companies to strengthen protections around their computer systems. This isn't the first time we've heard about the uh, threat from Russia. We also are dealing with our own. And according to the Globe and Mail, the National Research Council, the Canadian government's biggest science research and development agency, said its computer network suffered, suffered a cyber incident. Um, over the last couple of days, Stephanie Carvin is a security analyst and associate professor at Carleton University in Ottawa. She joins the show to discuss. Welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me on. What exactly is a cyber incident? <laughs> That's a great question. We're talking about a range of incidents that go from like attacking. So like basically, instantly, you know, when you have like uh, viruses or, or different programs or, or malware that go onto systems with the purpose of just flat out destroying it. Uh, you have espionage. So basically, um, you know, kind of like infiltrations where a malicious actor is trying to basically get information and exfiltrate it out of your system. Um, and then you have like a ransomware attack, right? That's where uh, basically a malicious actor is trying to get, you know, encrypts your data. In some cases, they steal it um, and, and threaten to put it all over the internet if you don't pay a particular ransom, uh, but also is, is trying to get you to, to pay money to, to decrypt uh, the files that have basically been seized. So there's like a whole range of activities. It's not entirely clear what happened in this case. We just know that at least one of the systems uh, that uh, the National Re uh, Research Council uses has basically been um, rendered useless. Okay, so if it's rendered useless, does that point to malware? Uh, yeah, almost certainly there would be some kind of malware here okay. being used. Um, I'm not sure if it's an attack or if it's the fact that, um, I, I guess the thing that I'm, I'm seeking clarification on is, was this a, an incident whereby uh, like, this seems to have happened on the Friday, they seem to have discovered it, and so they themselves may have shut the system down, Got it. Uh, basically to either prevent further uh, contagion within the system or just to stop the, um, any kind of further exfiltration of data. We've been warned to uh, watch for attacks from Moscow uh, affiliated hackers. Do we think that this one could be? Is the, the, do all signs kind of point that this is coming from the Russians? Uh, you know, so this isn't the first time the National Research Council was hacked. The first time it was attacked by China in 2014, and there's good reasons for that. So the National Research Council does a lot of research. Um, it, uh, you know, I, I was there a couple of years ago, and they were doing really cool research based on insects looking at ways of, of creating really strong body armor, right? So, like, they are developing intellectual property to meet the needs mm. of certain government departments, and uh, they're also working with private sector partners in doing so, hopefully making Canadian products um, marketable and, and things that, that, you know, we can sell. So they, they have a lot of valuable research. They have a lot of uh, intellectual property, and they also uh, would contain a lot of information about the kinds of projects that the Canadian government's actually interested in. These are all things that all different kinds of states would love to know, right? So um, it could be Russia. Uh, definitely we have seen um, concerns about Russian um, 
uh, behavior um, in cyberspace. Uh, you know, we could have like a, like a four-hour conversation about that. Um, but it, it also could very much be another state that would be interested in just simply stealing intellectual property or knowing what the priorities of, of the Canadian government are in a research space. So it could be a country like China, um, but, you know, you could also be Iran, North Korea, uh, the, the usual suspects, as it were. We don't we don't really know yet. Um, mm. I strongly suspect that with regards to what uh, President Biden is talking about, I don't think he's talking about espionage. I think he's talking about attacks that could actually really, you know, that that first category that I talked about, like cyber attacks that are there for the purpose of causing damage, wiping out computers, uh, rendering the systems useless, those kinds of things, things that could have a very serious and negative consequence on our critical infrastructure. So, you know, when we talk about cyber incidents, we have to be really careful because it could be a range of behavior. What happened at the National Research Council to me, if I was if I was to put money on it, it sounds like run of the mill espionage. Uh, what President Biden's talking about would be things that actually shut down, hurt our infrastructure. And and I should be clear, this is something that, you know, the, the uh, communication security establishment, our own cyber spies, they've been issuing warnings about this nonstop for the last three months, too. They're they're also worried. OK, we know that tech's attacked to infra- attached to uh, infrastructure and to the economy, banking. So um, are we going to see a time where we start considering cyber attacks another form of warfare? I was reading that an expert said that they soon will be indistinguishable from what we see as traditional warfare. Do we need to adjust here? So, you know, there's a lot of smart people who've been thinking about this. There is actually, you know, for, for you know, uh, the people who are probably celebrating um, uh, William Shatner Day, there is a book out there, uh, the, the Talon Manual. So a bunch of experts around the world came up with, you know, what would be the rules of war if, you know, involving cyber conflict effectively. And I mean, look, it's hard to say because um, there is, as of right now, very little evidence that there has been widespread physical damage as a result of a just simply pure cyber incident, right? We haven't, so, you know, in, in order for something to, to turn into a war, you have to have something called an armed attack, right? So a one, an armed attack, like perfect example, Russia, Ukraine, Russia goes into Ukraine, that's an armed attack, right? They're, they're using their forces. So the question is, can cyber amount to the intensity that would be required in order to be considered an armed attack? And we have a lot of mixed opinions about that just because of the nature of what we've seen. I think it's probably smarter to see cyber as complementary to kind of traditional warfare rather than replacing warfare. Um, It is definitely a harmful, malicious activity. It is something that uh, could potentially cause damage. There is the potential, I think, for an armed attack to be there. Let's say you have a cyber attack against a water plant that um, ends up poisoning people because of the chemicals that go in the water are different than, than what is anticipated. Or a cyber attack against a dam that causes the dam to, to burst open and, and houses are, are flooded and people killed. Some people might say that could be an act of war. Um, we haven't really seen that level yet. It's possible. Um, so for right now, I, I guess my bigger question is, why haven't we seen more cyber in Russia, Ukraine? Well, we, is, we really just, yeah. Is so, that a good sign then that we haven't? I mean, that seems positive. I mean, kind of. I mean, or do you think it's just it, we, people aren't reporting? 
Because I think that there is a bit of shame around what we've been warning you. No, well, I also think that, I mean, here's the thing about Ukraine is they've been under attack from Russia. Uh, Like cyber, uh, you know, like it's been attacked by Russia using cyber nonstop since about 2013. Right. Um, it is actually shut down their electrical grids uh, numerous times. Um, mm-hmm. One of the most uh, expensive ransomware attacks that was really kind of almost being used more as, a, as, a, as an attack rather than a ransomware attack. Um, the NotPetya incident was aimed at targeting Ukraine um, from Russia. Um, there is a whole bunch of things. So I think what's ended up happening is that Ukraine has had to develop its own cyber capabilities in order to actually um uh, you know, just exist as a country well before this. So I think that's partially it. And I think we've also seen Western countries saying one of the things that it's going to be offering Ukraine in this is cyber assistance. So mm-hmm. I think that helps keeping it going. But, you know, I, I honestly think it's that Russia really hasn't deployed the full scale of its cyber capabilities. Why it hasn't done that, I, I'm not entirely sure. It, it, it's a real, it, you know, I have a lot of questions about the way Russia's fighting this conflict, but that that's definitely one of them. Um, this is a conflict right now in Russia, Ukraine, that's being fought using iron, not keyboards. And and that's that's an important thing to keep in mind. But right. that's not to say it couldn't change. And I think that's what President Biden was was effectively warning everyone about this week. Right. But uh, we're not NATO is not directly uh, boots on the ground involved in uh, you know, this war, but we are supplying Ukraine with, uh, a lot of supplies and training. Uh, so there's support there. The sanctions against Russia, that would put us definitely in, uh, the, you know, target range for a cyber incident. How many businesses right now are shoring up their security just in case, um, because of the sanctions that we might be hacked in retaliation? I think that's I think everything you just said there is right. I mean, I think Russia very much, you know, we're arguing we're not a party to a conflict. We're just supplying weapons. We're a neutral party. Russia probably sees it very differently. And yes, that puts a big target on Canada and our critical infrastructure. Um, There's always concern that, you know, you know, good cyber security, basic cyber security is, is not that expensive. It's about having good passwords. It's about having two-factor authentication. Um, it's about, you know, just teaching people not to click on links um, that look suspicious and things like that. But, you know, um, so, so the kind of rudimentary security is, is not that expensive. But good cyber security can be expensive uh patching systems expensive and so we've seen this with regards to hospitals right yeah, hospitals but- are often attacked by criminals just simply because um they don't want to spend money on cybersecurity they want to spend money on curing patients so sure. this is something we're always trying to convince uh the private sector to do to spend that little bit of money spend that time protecting yourself, protecting your customers, because the possibility of you being attacked, and let's be honest, a lot of our critical infrastructure is owned by the private sector. Um, it, 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 the possibility is out there. You've got to make the investment. You've got to protect your investment. Stephanie, I've got to leave it at that because I'm at a bit of a racetrack timing-wise, but I do appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Cheers.